Welcome to the President's Podcast at ACC. I am Jessica Vess here with our President CEO, Dr. Richard Rhodes. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Whatever time it may be that you're listening to us. Thank you for joining us today. You know, we have a really exciting program for this President's Podcast. We're talking about something super innovative in the community college realm, and we have some amazing guests with us. We're talking about the incubators at ACC, and we have a few of them now at the college. Joining us today is Dr. Tyler Drake with the ACC Bioscience Incubator. Mm -hmm. We have Nina Means with the ACC Fashion Incubator. And the unique thing about these incubators is it's not just something that's at the college for the industry and for our students, but also for the businesses here in town. And David Blackwell with Selling Bioscience is with us as well. And David is one of our former students. Twofold so, year. Yes. yes. So. Good to have you back. <laughs> he will be able to attest to the fact that this really makes a difference for students. Yes, it does. But uh, we've got we've got some superstars with we us do. today. It, it's amazing, you know. You go back, um, let's see, four years, five years ago, um, with, that we started down this pathway uh, with the bioscience incubator, and it really started with uh, something that that we didn't really know that we were going to get into at the time. And uh, one of our faculty members, uh, Linnea, Dr. Linnea Fletcher, uh, kind of put a push on this. And the next thing we knew, uh, we received a, a grant from the governor's office, from the Emerging Technologies Fund, uh, for five, almost $5 million, to actually create wet lab space um, right here at Highland Campus. And uh, then we were fortunate enough, and once we got it up, almost up, to, uh, to steal uh, Tyler Drake from Duke University and came in here and, and really has got this, this thing humming. Uh, I mean, it is, it's amazing. I just, uh, you know, I'm so proud to take guests uh, who come to visit the college over to see the bioscience incubator, and then I take them down to see the fashion incubator. And that is, you know, and some people would say, you know, would, uh, you know, bioscience incubator, fashion incubator. Uh, but we had a visit from the Army Futures Command uh, not long ago, and we took them by to see both incubators, and immediately they see the connection when you start talking about smart fabrics uh, and the research that goes behind that. So I just want to highlight what they're doing because not only is it, as you said, uh, it's great for business and industry, in Central Texas, but it's also good for our students. And it gives them hands-on experiences uh, to actually get to, to do what they're being trained to do uh, and get their hands on it. So I'd like them to, to talk a little bit about what's going on and maybe start with the, the first one we had, the Bioscience Incubator, and uh, tell us how it's gone. Um, I think I'll start just with some some statistics and numbers. I'm, a, I'm an engineer, so that stuff makes sense sense to me. Um, and that'll sort of give an overview of how far we've we've gotten really in two years. Um, so as I, you know, I just mentioned it, uh, we opened up in February 2017. So we just celebrated two years of, of operations. We work with 18 different companies so far in the life sciences. Um, we currently have 15. We have three alumni companies. Um, these companies are, are doing all kinds of tech, you know, commercializing technologies, everything from stem cell applications like like David and Selling Biosciences, uh, through um, 
new brain cancer drugs for children, uh, rare disease uh, therapeutics for kids, um, you know, new diagnostics to food safety, agriculture tech. So we're, we're really broad um, about which companies we work with or what technologies we work with. Um, so far, we've also uh, hosted over 20 student internships in the space. These have been a mix of students working directly for the bioscience incubator as staff or as lab technicians, um, and then also students working directly with companies on, on projects. And then I'm really happy to say, and this, this ties into the, the economic development piece, which is you know sort of why the state invested uh, the $5 million from the Emerging Technology Fund into ACC. Um, in two years, our companies have raised over $7.6 million in private funding and uh, grants. Um, so that's money, it's dollars that are coming into you know Central Texas, into Travis County, um, and, and that's only the beginning. I mean, that we'll see that number grow 10, 20 times that over the next several years. Rapid um, so, growth. Yeah. So I was fortunate enough, or fortunate enough to, uh, to join Selling Biosciences in June of 2017, which is about six months into uh, the incubator at Highland. And uh, it's been amazing to see, you know, the growth in the past two years and the wide range of, of different companies that have come in. Um, we've got a wealth of... Uh, of technology available to us there. there there's things there that uh, most companies our size just don't have access to. So places like the incubator are just a prime resource for emerging technology companies like selling, yes. Um, the ACC student part of it, uh, I definitely would not be who I am or what I am today without the advanced technical you know, certificate program for the biotechnology department. And uh, a lot of the a lot of the skills I learned as an an undergrad, you know, biology student, uh, didn't really translate directly to industry applications. So one of the things that the ACC Biotech program does is tailor training towards industry needs. So when you get out of the program, you're you're not going to be in want of a job. You're going to have hard technical skills that are going to make you immediately ready for industry. And that's the difference between an undergraduate, you know, biology degree and something like the advanced technical certificate. Being able to go into the bioscience incubator at Selling Bioscience, what is it you're able to do? How do you, what are you, what are you all creating? What are you doing? How do you use this facility? So at Selling, we primarily work with uh, bone marrow derived mesenchymal stem cells. And uh, those cells are, uh, they're autologous, so they come from a patient and they're put back into the same patient for, uh, for cell therapies. Uh, most of the cell therapies are intended to uh, decrease regeneration time for bone and cartilage. And uh, primarily at the ACC incubator, I have the opportunity to work in their biosafety level two tissue culture lab. And uh, that's something that as a smaller company is just completely out of reach for most companies. So uh, this is a facility that is uh, required to maintain a certain level of uh, you know, ISO standards because we're working with human tissues. This is not something you find in you know, your everyday biology lab by any means. What would you not be able to do without a facility like this? So the 
the main function of us and the and the uh, tissue culture room is to uh, to undertake human cell culture. So in order to do that, we need uh, we need a space completely free of uh, contaminants or potential pathogens that could interfere with our research. So um, most of our work is done inside a uh, biosafety cabinet, and it is uh, basically it's like a laminar airflow hood that uh, creates an air barrier and and prevents contaminants from entering a workspace so it gives us a clean sterile workspace to uh, to work with with human cells mostly used for for research very cool you know just listening to him makes me want to go back to school (laughs) i heard about this really great place where you can get an advanced certificate to do so there you go it's a place for me Hands-on experience, yeah, yeah, internship. It's, it's like nothing I've ever experienced, and uh, and I would highly recommend it to, to any of you uh, sitting on a on a biology undergrad degree right now and wondering what to do. Did you to go this route? So when I when I graduated with my undergrad degree, I was basically in the position as everyone else with an undergrad degree in biology. We're all competing for for the same jobs uh, in the same industries. And so what the advanced technical certificate does is it, it gives you that next level set of skills that, that, that land you the job, that make you competitive in, in one of the most competitive career fields out there right now, biotechnology. Um, it, it really is a, a leaps and bounds above most undergraduate research you're going to encounter. One thing that stuck out to me was the use of the word access that you, that you shared. As someone with selling bioscience, being able to go into the ACC Bioscience Incubator gives you access to the type of equipment and tools and technologies that you don't get without having a type of incubator space. And access is everything about what a community college is trying to do. So I I love that use of the word because it really does speak to what ACC is trying to do for the community on so many levels with these incubators. And Tyler, you know, uh, took some people over for a tour last Friday. And, uh, you know, took a look at all of the equipment that is there available uh, to companies who come in through the incubator. Can you just give us a glimpse of some of that type of equipment? <laughs> I'll try. My, my, my lab manager could do a better job. Um, yeah, and, and that really, when, when I, we sort of survey other, other incubators and, and resources that are even across the state or the country, that uh, equipment is really what, what makes us unique. Um, and, and really what is, that, that is our biggest value add uh, for companies. So um, the last we, we went through our, our uh, inventory, we had somewhere around $1.6 million in, in biotechnology equipment. And this is everything from the, the basics that a company needs, uh, refrigerators, freezers, um, it, it, you know, sort of the, the you know, picks and shovels of the biotechnology world, the real tools, up to the high-end stuff. We have a DNA sequencer, we have uh, HPLC and, and mass spec. These are things that use for drug discovery, uh, therapeutic development. Um, and, and what's really cool, uh, you know, we have all this equipment. It, it takes a lot of energy and time to maintain, calibrate it, uh, validate it. Right there is where our students plug in. So the, the, you know, the interns that we hire, and they all are paid, um, are the ones that maintain all this equipment. And the idea is, this is what we tell them, and this is what we've been able to do so far, is that when a company walks up to something, it's ready to go. It's calibrated, tested, ready to go, and ready to use. So 
um, it's a really, I think, a really unique model to, to use the students to you know, act as lab technicians and really free that burden up from the companies. Right. You know, and one of the things in the tour uh, last week, we were walking through, and one of the things Nancy had mentioned yeah. is that, you know, some of the companies um, have, have some employees who uh, know very specifically how to use some of the equipment that maybe not everybody does. Uh, and so they even provide training. Uh, that's that's one of the academic benefits and, mm-hmm. and and ways that the companies give back to ACC is to actually do training sessions for our uh, faculty, our staff, our employees, yeah. our students on how to use the equipment, um, you know, in a very detailed manner. And so it's, you know, maybe you could talk just a minute about some of the academic benefits that companies actually give back uh, to ACC. Yeah, and it's, it's something we, um, we require. Um, so every, you know, it, it comes up in normally in the first meeting uh, with companies when we're, when we're uh, talking to our, our pipeline or recruiting companies. And we, we let them know that, um, yeah, I mean, this, this facility is a great resource, but you have to give something back to the college. And uh, we're, we're pretty flexible in what that can be. We've had companies hire interns. Um, we've done uh, training sessions like, like you described. Um, and, you know, we've even had, you know, sort of, sort of smaller everyday, you know, questions that, that, that Nancy Lyon, our, my, my lab manager, um, will take to the company and say, hey, this piece of equipment, we're, we don't quite have the expertise, but we know you do. Can you come help out? Um, you know, they'll, they'll get on the phone with the, the vendor or the supplier and, and sort of help us solve the problem. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it, part of what we're looking for when we're recruiting companies is that they'll be a good fit into the, the community that we're trying to build. Right. And then one, one last thing that I wanted to, you to talk about, and that is the relationship with ATI. And yeah. beca- because some of these are, you know, are small companies who don't know how to actually stay in business. Uh, and so how does ATI help assist that? Yeah, so ATI is the Austin Technology Incubator out of the University of Texas at Austin. Um, they, they're a really good partnership with us. They've been doing uh, business incubation in Austin for 30 years. So it's the oldest incubator slash accelerator in town, probably one of the oldest in the country. Um, and have just a huge network of, of mentors and expertise on the business building side, but they don't have a wet lab facility. And so we are just such a great complement to that. Um, and we have a partnership with, with Austin Technology Incubator where they're on site every Thursday. Uh, they help us during uh, company selection, due diligence when we're evaluating companies. And then once a company is accepted, their role changes uh, where they're now providing business building and mentorship directly with the, the entrepreneur. Um, so it's also a very, very important resource um, you know, for anyone starting a small company. There's no way that you can be an expert in all the different things. Right. Um, and then particularly in... Uh, sort of the the life sciences or the hard sciences, you have to be such an expert in that technology. Um, it takes so much time that it, that it's hard to piece around. You know, where do I get insurance from? Where, what lawyer should I work with? Right. How do I protect my ideas? Um, and it, so these are some of the the um, the other things that that we provide the bioscience right. incubator through creative partnerships like ATI. Yeah, Absolutely. and we have a rock star <laughs> with us and Nina. Uh, and can I have her? Just yes. give a little bit of a background, sure. and uh, because it's it's fascinating. Well, <laughs> it thank is. you. Um, you know, I had started actually in the field of public health. I had made 
a change in my career where I went back to design school for an associate degree because I'd already done my master's in health communications and marketing and I really had a desire to pursue this avenue and so I took a couple of years off and focused on an associate degree. I went to FIT in New York, studied design. I designed for American Eagle. I designed um, American Eagle Outfitters. I designed for QVC, for Halston. And um, about three years ago, my husband and I relocated to this area where I started my own label. And, you know, Austin is really a place for entrepreneurs. And it's a place where I think people have the opportunity to really kind of dig in in a space that really does welcome people who want to create business for themselves. Um, but one of the things that was a huge challenge, especially in fashion, is that a lot of those resources are kind of in the polls. So you go to New York to get all of your material or factories are ready to go, all of the uh, sourcing, people understand the language of the fashion industry you know, probably much more in those areas, uh, Los Angeles, Chicago, uh, Miami even. Um, but one of the things that we were missing here is that we just didn't have anything to glue all of the pieces together. And so this is a really incredible opportunity in this new incubator to really kind of create a foundational space um, to be able to provide designers like myself, you know, a place to really be able to anchor in and build business. And so we're really excited about all the different ways that we're able to leverage what Austin's already done. Um, but, you know, really, you know, my story feels like so much of an extension of what I would love to see for other designers here. And so I feel very connected personally um, from a passion standpoint that this just needs to exist. And so regardless of the, our, you know, our you know, obstacles in bringing all those pieces together. I'm very committed to seeing this happen. Yeah. Your, your passion, when I look at your, your face when you talk about it, your passion never comes through. <laughs> <laughs> I don't play poker. <laughs> you know, and, and one of the things we talked about with Tyler uh, was the access to equipment that, you know, startups can't afford, um, you know, to buy that type of equipment, and absolutely. they don't have access to it. Absolutely. And so can you talk just a little bit about the equipment that we have now? I absolutely will. Um, whenever I heard about what ACC was able to acquire with Gerber Technology, um, just a quick clarification, Gerber Technology is not the baby food company. <laughs> it is the um, apparel manufacturing company that's been around. It's not a manufacturing, it's software and hardware development for apparel manufacturing. Um, it's, they've been around for 50 years. And they have done an amazing job with bolstering the apparel manufacturing market. And so what we have here is $13.1 million worth of software and hardware that we have access to in our space that no one else in the country has, definitely no other community college has in the entire country. And the only other institution that has this complete digital solutions package is Ohio State, which is a university. And so what we're really proud of is that we're actually able to leverage our high technology in order to help subsidize product development, um, which is a huge issue whenever businesses are trying to create product. Um, a lot of times businesses will do their first collection development and if it sells in its entirety, then they are able to roll those profits back into the next collection. However, if they have a long lead time before the payout or if they are not able to sell off the entire collection, they're running in the hole. You know? And so what we're able to do is overcome a lot of those barriers with the technology. Yeah, yeah so we're in competition with the Buckeyes. Yes. Yeah. Yes, we are. Hey. <laughs> that's not a bad competition. To, that's not bad at all. You know, one of the, and one of the other things we talked about is okay. 
Um, you know, we've got some people who, some entrepreneurs who really want to get into business for themselves. Mm -hmm. And another missing link is how do they get the right type of advice? And can you talk about that collaboration and partnership with, um, with the city of Austin? Absolutely. So the city of Austin did their due diligence in really looking at the numbers. Um, we did a research on how um, the city did a research on how much industry is actually here in Austin and how many people self-selected into this industry. Um, they found that $86 million worth of industry dollars were already here in Austin, that over 1,300 people self-selected into being a part of the fashion design industry here, and they really felt like as a growth area that there was a need to support that. So what the city does already is something called the Business for Creatives um, program, where they actually bolster with real um, business development support. And so we're leveraging that against what we already do here at ACC through our business school, our business department, um, as well as filtering in additional industry-specific content that um, me and my staff will actually provide in terms of understanding how product goes to market, how to apply trends, things like that. And together, we're creating a partnership that allows us to guide very creative, very talented people into being scalable, sustainable businesses. Yeah, and now, you know, one of the things that always comes up is, I know that you and Tyler work together. Yes. Um, so describe how and why that happens when we're talking about, you know, bioscience and fashion. Absolutely. So this feels like a natural connection for me. Yeah. I'm like, oh, public <laughs> health and fashion is coming together again. Yeah. <laughs> um, but whenever I, I met Tyler, we were talking about all the different ways that, you know, fiber development actually really supports what we're able to do in fashion. And so what are the overlaps in fellowship for creation of product or, um, you know, commercialization of new technology could we work on together? So this is something that we'll be digging in deeper together in terms of what kinds of fellowships we would create for research and development between our two spaces. Mm -hmm. And so that's still in development, but it's something to look out for for future. Yeah, um, for no, I do. I do. Yeah. I, um, <laughs> there's so much. And, and uh, one thing, I, uh, uh, Nina sat on um, some of our steering committee uh, meetings, and I thought it was really cool that the director of the fashion incubator was questioning companies on their drug development plan. <laughs> she does have a master's <laughs> in now, so she understood it. Um, they were probably surprised by that, too, but good. Um, yeah, and, and I look at it you know, th through a slightly different lens, but, um, you know, it, we... I see a lot of companies pitch uh, specifically in the med medical device space um, where they have a new back brace or uh, a new um, you know, device that, that someone would wear in, in the clinic and they have really bad adherence. People don't like to wear it. They're uncomfortable. Um, they're playing ugly. Materials are outdated. Um, and I, I think that these are low-hanging fruit um, for, for uh, someone with the expertise like Nina or, or a designer. Um, that could come in, uh, talk to the to the patient, talk to the physicians, find out why uh, you know these these things are uncomfortable, um, and then uh, you know use their knowledge of cutting edge uh, fashion technologies, fabrics um, yeah. to to redesign. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's, I mean, it, it's yeah, almost sure. like infinite. There's stuff that pops up there's so every day things. where I'm like, oh man, right. this is perfect. You know. So many. Yeah. Um, and, and much like you mentioned with the Army Futures Command, I, I think they, they sort of see the need for cutting edge uh, yes. materials as well. So. You know, it, it was amazing taking that tour through and you started talking about smart fabrics uh, and how some of it's already in use. Mm -hmm. Like uh, you, you told me about soccer. Yes, yes, So exactly. talk about that for just a minute. Sure, um, you know, currently, you know, there, there are some brands that are already testing um, the, how is a player actually 
um, performing on the field in real time. So the coach can look at their iPad or their tablet and see, um, based on the sensors that are embedded in the uniforms, how that how that player is actually performing. Are they underworked? Are they overworked? Are they too hot? Are they dehydrated? Um, it gives them a lot of feedback um, on their heart rate, you know, um, their body temperature, and so it really helps them keep our keep you know um, athletes safe but it also helps them to maximize their potential as well. So I think it really gives you a lot of valuable feedback. Um, just attended the Graphene Conference over at UT, and you know there's some really inc incredible uh, technologies where there's conductive fibers that you can put into your clothing, and it charges you know different components of you know your smartwatch or it's your um, your uh, cell phone or you know things are happening around you without you having to actually plug into spaces wow <laughs> living in the future <laughs> <laughs> so there's so, a lot of opportunity yeah. yeah so david you want to go to the fashion incubator next yeah, that sounds like high tech to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's a mix of all the industries and dr Rhodes, you, you always phrase it with innovation and collaboration leads to transformation and i think that this is an ideal example all of these incubators and how it all comes together to really encapsulate that. Yeah, you know, it is it, that has kind of become our mantra is looking at innovation. Uh, and you know, as as you said, Nina, um, I don't think any other community college in the country uh, has anything <coughs> like this. Uh, when we talk about a fashion incubator with the type of technology and equipment we have available not only for business and industry, but our students to learn on. Absolutely. Uh, and, you know, just walking through and taking that tour, I, I think every time I walk in there with somebody, I learn something new. That's exciting. Um, but just last Friday, we had uh, uh, Suzanne Walsh, uh, formerly of the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, but she's now a board member on Trellis Foundation. And so took her on a tour over there. And uh, just she, I mean, she was just amazed. And she didn't want to leave, actually. <laughs> uh, you know, and the, and the same thing in the biotech. And so, uh, you know, once once people see it, you know, I can I can talk about it and say we've got this and we've got this. And but until they experience it and actually walk in and see the environment and actually talk to the experts who really can describe what's going on, uh, <laughs> as opposed to me, um, they're just blown away. Uh, and so it's, you know, it's something that here that we're really proud of, the innovation that's, that's happening here, uh, but the collaboration too. I mean, working together, but bringing the community into ACC and finding ways that they can actually give back to ACC, to our students, to grow the community of the future, that is transformative. Yeah, there's a so. lot going on. and. Like you mentioned, just going into these into these facilities is an entirely different experience. David, when you first walked in, what went through your mind? Oh, I mean, it's it's mind blowing, especially back in June of 2017. It was still mostly just an old mall. Right. You walk into a full on biosafety level <laughs> two, you know, biology lab. It, it's an amazing experience, definitely. It, it, that's true. It is. It's all of this is housed inside the former Highland Mall in these new mm -hmm. innovative spaces. What I think is interesting is the fashion incubator. You can walk inside and you get a, a glimpse and a feel with um, how Nina and our team have recreated this space. You can tell it was a former fashion store, right. but it is now a place where you create new fashion. And upstairs in a number of former stores, you have the bioscience incubator, and it looks absolutely nothing yeah. <laughs> like a wall. Yeah, nothing at all, yeah. 
They're incredible spaces and they truly are transforming industry in Austin, the community in Austin, and opportunity for our students and for businesses as well. So look for the next incubator. There you go. There's a teaser. (laughs) We have one in mind. Okay. (laughs) Always tied to the needs of our Austin community. Dr. Rhodes, thank you so much. This has been the Presence Podcast at ACC with Nina Means, Dr. Tyler Drake, and David Blackwell. Thank you for joining us. And thank you. Thanks, Jessica. Oh, you're welcome. (laughs) Anytime. Thank you. (laughs)